Hey there, pending pals, which is a pet name that I just came up with for our legions of fans, and I think it might stick. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. It is uh, part two of our Drunk Dragon Age uh, watch through. We mostly handle questions from Facebook, questions from me, because you know I don't know what's going on. I got lots of questions about this one. Uh, And we talk about our general feelings about Dragon Age and video games and and all that fun stuff. Uh, We want to thank Lunar Light Studio for being our uh, podcast parent. We are so happy to be a part of this podcast network. Check out other shows on the network. You can check out shows like Ink Tank and Netflix and Kill, and what you call it, all great shows over on LunarLightStudio.com. Also check out Lunar Light Studios' Patreon page. Uh, the ending pending uh, contributions are going to be coming there soon, so be sure to check out what's going on there. Donate if you can, or tell your friends if you can't. Uh, that is available at Patreon.com slash LunarLightHQ. All right. We'll be coming back next week with the wrap-up of our Constantine watch, and then after that, a Constantine-themed episode, which we are very excited about, a special episode for everyone out there. Um, So stay tuned for that. Everyone's going to love it, and enjoy the show. In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. not failing you maybe you're not trying hard enough i have a couple questions okay i got answers andy's got some answers they might not i don't know if you do hit me my my first question is and i feel like i already know the answer did this and 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 you know did this series need to exist? And of no. course, does any piece of art need to exist? Follow-up question 1A. Is this art? Is is it art? Yeah. Is this okay. an art? Yeah. Okay, so oh, like okay. Oh. honestly, um if you take this I, for what so, if you take not so much the second question. The second question I had I, it, it's all art, but I mean like yeah. still feel did like this I'm art need okay. to exist? Okay, so like so like if you take this for what it is, which is essentially like a fan film. Mm-hmm. Like it, okay. I know it was made with like Bioware's official like blessing, and they gave them mm-hmm. licensing rights and stuff like that. But it's basically just like a film that Felicia Day made with a low budget with her friends. And mm-hmm. if you like look at it that way, like it's it's not a bad fan film. You That's know the problem though. It's an okay fan film. But it's very bad piece of official Dragon yeah, Age. Media. I mean, yeah, but let's be real. Like, what it is is a fan film. Like, but the, it's official Dragon Age. I, I know, too. and that's what I mean. That's why it's Bioware's fault and not Felicia Day's fault. She was just having fun with her friends making a fan film, and they were like, "Hey, well, what? Like, you can put this in the canon. This is canon now." And she's like, "Uh, uh okay, does, yeah, does, what, yeah." Um, Does Gildarthalon talk about this shit? Cause I yeah, Gildarthalon's so. gotten uh, a whole, maybe even more than one episode on it. But yes, y'all should um, look up Gildarthalon's podcast if you're a Dragon Age fan and listen to her rant about this as well. Yeah, Gildarthalon is a very good YouTuber who talks about Dragon Age because she probably did it sober, <laughs> and we're fucked up. You're a lot more fucked up than the rest of us, Andy. Uh, it's because I'm carrying your weight. 
No, I've had <laughs> I've had three beers in a shot. Like I'm doing pretty good. You're uh, you're way deeper than me though. I'm two whiskeys, two shots, and two beers deep because Noah took them two by two. <laughs> it's Jesus. Um, no, this, Noah, not Jesus. Yes, exactly. Um, I like yes. This show, this this web series had a low budget for like a TV show. As far as like a, a web series goes, like these people, they, they were shooting like on location. This wasn't like somebody's backyard or like the the wilds. Like they they went to some locations and they had some like the blood spatter special effects were bad, but everything else was like fairly decent. So, like I yeah, don't, it was the no mage effects in general. Were- Okay, but they were yeah, no they, worse than like '90s TV show magic special right, effects. Like, bad. I, this wasn't, 90s. and it's the same way. This like, like Doctor Who. Like, no, we've talked about that before. Like, like Doctor Who, we can excuse some bad special effects because, like, it's it's just a good, mm-hmm. it's a good show. Yes, and like I was able to excuse a lot of these special effects, just being like, you know what, this is like, I'm I'm not judging this world in that yeah. sense and so like, this the is special a fan effects, film essentially right yeah. it was it wasn't the worst thing but even in doctor who that's not a fan film like they the the special effects were not the thing that pulled me away from it it was yeah. it i i feel like the budget was there for like this to be a decent six episode nine minute episode show I just, I don't know. I feel like that budget could be better allocated in Felicia Day taking her OC and creating her own lore that is independent from all this nonsense that she has to put on a title card every five minutes. I want to stress that when we watched this on YouTube, it encouraged us to subscribe so that you could watch weekly episodes. (laughs) (laughs) They thought this shit was going to go deep. Did you like it? No. Yeah. Did it work? Did it work, fam? Yeah, is it working for you? No, it's really no, bad. It's very it's really bad. Okay, but that said, it's not the worst like fan film. It's not the worst fan series I've seen. And I'm gonna. No. I gotta stop calling it a fan series it though because is. it has Dragon Age's blessing. Look, fuck Bioware. Take them out of this equation. No, but they're in it. They put themselves in it. Uh, yeah, I know, but like, fuck them. Like, but they're in it though. I know you want to say fuck them, but they're in it. This is their fault. Can I can I be the Ronnie of this episode and say that it's kind of working for me because Kim, fuck (laughs) you. Like, <laughs> all I would do, like, the only thing that I really would like change is if they just had someone edit the little inconsistencies. But I honestly can't hate it because it was, it's just like a passion project. So I watch it and I just see, like, a bunch of people just, like, having fun and, like, trying to make this Dragon Age original story of theirs. Doug work. Jones, <laughs> Felicia Day, and the Reaver are great. Everyone else did so bad. I agree with Kim, though. You can't, like, much as Andy wants to, you can't, like, consider this, like, a a, a, a full-on, like, TV show. This was, like, some people who loved Dragon Age, like, just it's... trying to make a Dragon Age show, and Bioware made the enormous mistake of being like, yeah, we're gonna endorse this and say this is our product. It's canon! It is canon, but, the like, the fact that it's bad is not, like, the actor's fault. They were just doing their... It's I'm not, not like... saying it's the actor's fault, but it, it, it is Bioware's fault, and it is their child. Bioware birthed this from their loins. <laughs> I think, like, 
we're, like, Andy, we're agreeing, but you're just, like, yelling because you're drunk. <laughs> um, I'm not drunk, you're drunk. You're drunker than me. Um, okay. I'm not even drunk. Also, like, what we learned from this, what we learned from this is, like, not every, like, thing that requires heavy makeup and prosthetics is a good role for Doug Jones. Uh, cause, like, the whole, his whole, the reason that his, I mean, besides being, like, real good at, like, physicality and, like, physical acting, the reason that he works under all of that heavy makeup is because he's so skinny. (laughs) I looked it up. He's 6'4", and he weighs 140 pounds. The dude, the dude is like a beanpole, and the reason he works is because even when you put all of that prosthesis on him, even though he's covered in, like, latex, he still appears to have ordinary human proportions. But the Canari in Dragon Age are, like, fucking giant bodybuilder dudes. They're, like, really exaggerated large humans. They're very beefy boys. Yeah, so, like, uh... Like, the average canary is probably, like, 300 pounds. Like, they're they're very large. They're very Is tall. Iron Bull a canary? Iron yes. Bull is yeah. a canary. Yeah. Okay, I'm catching yeah. on. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Iron Bull. And so that's... you do. Yeah, we all love the, Iron the, Bull. The article's important. Yeah. His name is The Iron Bull. Anyway, yeah, so, like, that's why he just... That's why Doug... I mean, besides the prosthetics not being of particularly high quality he looks funny because he's so skinny he's he's not of canary proportions they would have been better off getting a dude of regular human size and then like building more like prosthetic on him and then he would have been big and weird and exaggerated so like but if you're making a a passion project fan film i know this wasn't that but if and doug jones is like hey i'll be in it you don't say no yeah, but I would have no given him a different role. I wouldn't yeah. have made him a canary. Yeah. I mean, unless he was like, I'll only unless be in it if I get to be a canary, which, like, okay. Yes. but I'll like, only be in it if you put a bunch of prosthetics on me, make me act real strange. <laughs> Some sort of otherworldly non-human creature. I expect you have more questions, Ronnie. What do you? What is you ruminating over in your in your mind over there? <sighs> I mean, I guess, I mean, the question that I want to get to is, did, did we, did, did we need to do at least three times the amount of coverage of this show to cover all of this show? Yes, it's very Um, important. It's important, I guess, because it is art and it is, it needed to happen. Um, I guess my question, if we can get to like a, a, like a segment type question, Kim already, Kim already gave their like description of what 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 Kim would change in order to make this better? What what if we're Bioware and we're kicking in the door of Felicia Day's studio and we're like, you gotta change all this? What are we changing to make this a good web series or TV oh, show? Oh, this is okay. Make this is a, a porno. <laughs> yeah, people okay, would watch. Well, Andy is on porn. record. I'm sure it exists. I don't have to make it, more of it and put it on YouTube. Dragon Age porn does exist. I have come across it. It's there's like 3D animated. You've porn. come across it. <laughs> 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 no, I have not. Strongly in the horny on main camp in 2019. Horny on main. 2019. Be horny on main. Um, 
Okay, so I, I this was I wanted to circle back to this. So this is I'm gonna take my opportunity. It's a little bit. It's not a perfect segue, but I'm gonna take it. Remember at the beginning how those guys were being dicks to Talus, and I was like, "This is against all the tenets of the Cune. This doesn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This okay? Fucking like the Cune philosophy is that everyone is of equal value, and all jobs and functions are of equal value, and people people are just different and better at different things, and like that no one is better or worse. Like the assassin is not cooler or better than the butcher." Or whatever. Like, so this whole scene, and those dudes, those dudes, like, are followers of the Cune. At least as the show tells us. And they're like, hey, Knife Ears, sucks that you got demoted from cool assassin job to shitty meat job. And, like, okay, so if those guys were really members of the Cune and they really said that, some secret police dudes would show up and fucking grab them and they would be, like, finger quote, re-educated. Like, that was a, like, this whole, this whole thing where, like, the prestige job is cooler. That's your whole motive. That's not, that's not real. That's not a thing that happens in the Cune. That's, like, literally against their whole thing, their whole philosophy. So, like, that's a bad motive. That's a bad whole concept. I'm real, I'm really into the Cune. I love the Cune. (laughs) So, if if you were remaking this shit, if you were kicking in the door on Felicia Day Studio, you'd just be like, hey, the coon don't do that. The coon don't do that. The coon coon. don't do that. (laughs) Hey, you stop. You would be the the coon secret police, is what you're saying. Yes, I would be the Ben Hasrath of this this series. I was hoping you would say something that I had no idea what you're talking about. Oh, yes, Mm. good. Please use that in-universe lingo. Yes. Mm, really spice up this it. conversation. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, num, 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 num. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Also, like, I've, being an assassin for the Cune, I'm sure there are assassins in the Cune, but that's... There can't be Benny. They want to convert you. They don't want to kill you. They just want to convert you to the Cune. So, like, yeah, I'm sure they got... I'm sure they got people who can do assassinations, but that's a weird job. That's a weird exclusive job to have. The only thing I think I would, I mean, not only thing, there's lots I think I would change, but I am also very unacquainted with this universe, as I've, as I've stated very plainly and, and evidently, um, is, like I said, like Talos is just so cool and casual and clearly like wrote all of her own lines. Yeah, you like, don't say. I, yeah. I would just like to see, like, it's fine if, if the Templar guy has to be like, have like a stick up his ass, but I don't see why everyone else is so prim and proper or like speaking in like fineries. Like if everyone was looking at the Templar man, like what the fuck's wrong with this guy? What's what's his deal? Like, I think that would add a lot of humor and levity to the series that it needed. That wasn't just coming from Felicia day. And also make all of the, the intros in read by Talos, have it be a voiceover so you can inject a little bit of that humor and a little bit of that, like, it's not so, so self-serious, even though it's, like, a big deal to this universe. Like, I understand. That's what I what, that's what I grasp with. Everything that's happening is so serious and very important. And it's just, like, there's a lot going on. I'm going to have to prioritize a little bit of what I care about here, Dragon Age <laughs> inconsistency. Uh, Yeah, so, like, 
they especially could have made it funny because Dragon Age 2 was like not that I mean there was heavy shit in it like there's always heavy shit in it but like there was a lot of there was a lot of humor in Dragon Age 2 also so like there it's not like they were precluded from doing funny Dragon Age shit in this so oh boy oh boy what a thing what a series yeah I don't Did I don't he, like I think like, Andy fell asleep <laughs> I don't know Andy was... Andy said porn parody and fell right to sleep. Maybe. <laughs> Andy. Um, Andy, tell us. We're in the middle of recording the podcast, darling. Oh, yeah, the podcast. What would you change about the show? Oh, I would make it good. Because <laughs> it's real bad. <laughs> done and done. I think if Felicia Day focused on one aspect of Dragon Age lore, she could have laser-focused a good story on it. Instead, she included the Kune and Elf Rites and Mage Rites and the Chantry. And those are all some real big, heavy concepts. If she had just focused on fucking one of those, she could have told a good story. But she she's shotgunned her plot into like five big Dragon Age baskets, and she should just put it in one. And again, Bioware had the power to fix this, and they didn't. They could have just been like, "Hey, let us let us do a check of your scripts." I think let us Bi- give you I think I feedback. agree with you, Evan. Bioware is the one who messed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you find a super fan who's just basically like a famous nerd, I mean, she wasn't even that famous at the time. She had done like uh, the Guild web series and like Doctor Horrible. Was she in Doctor Horrible? Yeah, she's Penny. Okay, yeah, but like she was not even extraordinarily famous at the time. Um, like if you give any super fan. The oper- like you're fully in charge. You're 100 of in charge of this show that you're making about your OC. Go wild. Do whatever you want. I mean, like my show would probably not be very good either because I would just be like, "Yeah, my fucking OC is the star of this show. I can do whatever I want. I'm the god here. I'm the Andraste here." Um, yeah, that was just a terror. They should have known that would have been bad. They should have known. They should have done Node better. I love Dragon Age so much. Yeah, I just don't like thinking about Felicia Day in a project that I dislike. I don't like <laughs> thinking of Felicia Day in this light. You don't like imagining that she's ever done anything wrong? No, because she's a perfect angel and 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 great. I guess that's I guess that's what this is. This is to show you that even folks like Felicia Day who create great content and are just good people. You know, they don't always knock it out of the park. You can't let people just, like, have full control over their OCs. You gotta you, you gotta kill people's darlings, because, like, people are too invested in their own self-insert OCs. That was a fundamental flaw of this thing. I think that's the opposite of what Roddy was about to say. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Yeah, Roddy. I think it's... <laughs> thank you for picking up on that, Kim, because it's... My, my feeling is that 
Felicia Day has specifically focused throughout her career on her self-insert OC, and she's only had one flub. So you know what? <laughs> Chase your bliss. Stand in your truth. <laughs> That's what, what I pulled from this. What was the one flub, Ronnie? This. This. Was Dragon Age. Dragon Age Inquisition. I mean, Dragon Age Redemption. Ronnie just called it Dragon Age Inquisition again. That's a whole different thing, Ronnie. That's a video game. It's a very good video game. Everyone played Dragon Age Inquisition. It's a whole different you thing. Fuck Dorian Pavis. What, a, what an ass that man has. You should play all the Dragon Ages. And then you should play Mass Effect. I want, <laughs> I want full frontal male nudity in Dragon Age. <laughs> <laughs> I demand it. You know I how will not. Hard it is to model that shit. They Evan. modeled <laughs> Iron Bull's penis. Are you aware of this? A a human person, like, th- did a full 3D model of Iron Bull's penis, and then they were like, "Oh wait, shit, we can't put this in the video game." And so they just like chopped it off. If you use the fly cam, you can like. There's they put a a black block in front of it, but then if you fly cam behind the black block, they just sort of like cut off the model at that point <laughs> but no they modeled his penis there's like i have it on very good authority that they did in <laughs> fact 3d model the iron bull's penis <laughs> and then they're like oh shit we can't put and, this in the video and also game. like give it to me <laughs> and also at one point it was very hard to model like women's breasts but damn, a video they game sure did. developers didn't <laughs> figure out a way to make each breast jiggle individually <laughs> in, in 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 engine. Yeah. So don't. I I, I think that I, they're just cowards. Yeah. They're this cowards is, this if you is don't like put Iron is, Bull's dick in the game. This is like when Assassin's Creed was like, it's too hard to do the female models. We're only gonna make the male ones. You can only play as a male one. It's too hard. We can't make the titties. Yeah, it's bullshit. Bullshit. You just didn't want to put women in it. Yeah, and then they immediately put two women in it because they realized yeah. they were wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, full frontal. Put more. Put more sexy stuff in there. Keep the good story. Keep all the good story. The story's so important to me. But like, yes, I thirst for the sexy stuff in there. I mean, Bioware has a problem with that, putting women in stuff, too. Like, Mass Effect, Dragon Age, up until Inquisition, we didn't get any, like, women in those extra things, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just wanted to point it out, because... Inquisition did you pretty... You did... my nose! You're okay. Inquisition... Are we done talking about Dragon Age Redemption? <laughs> I guess. Andy's fallen asleep on the Were sofa. Were we going to do so. the Facebook questions? We should do the Facebook questions. Andy, are you conscious? Are you okay? I'm conscious. I can answer them. I can't read them. Alright, kids. We um we asked people on Facebook to submit their burning questions about Dragon Age. I mean, uh, we said Dragon Age Redemption specifically, but people have submitted us many burning questions about Dragon Age stuff in general. Um, should I take it from the top? Take it from the top, Kim. You're okay. in charge now. Should I include the names of the askers? Um, just the first names, I think. Okay. Oh. Uh, John asks, you can only have one advisor in Inquisition. Who do you pick? This is not a question for Ronnie. Yeah, so your three advisors are Cullen, <laughs> Liliana, and Josephine, if you can only have one. If you'd like to pick based off the names, you certainly may, Ronnie. Totally Liliana. 
Oh, wow. Okay. That's the right choice. <laughs> That's the one I would pick. Um, did I, I nail think, it? Did I nail it in one? I mean, in a sense, you did. Um, she certainly has got some... She certainly gets shit done. I'll say that. She gets shit done. I accidentally turned her into a murdering sociopath, and it was my <laughs> mistake. Oopsie. But I would um, still pick her to be my advisor. Uh, I think Surprised I Surprised I am not. I think I would pick Josephine. She's the best diplomat, and she's, uh, I imagine she's very good at paperwork. So, that's, yeah. That's fitting, because I would pick Cullen, because if you're going to have an army, spies, or politicians, I would want the army. <laughs> Look at us. We, we form a perfect unit. We are a trifecta. All right, what's the next one? The next question. Also from John. Also from John is, is the maker real? Knowing what we know about the elven gods. Well, the elven gods are just fucking prissy mages. What? Okay. What What are you talking- The elven gods are just mages. Uh, look, like, all the gods are real in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a very abstract question. Yes, Ronnie, (laughs) one of the things that Dragon Age is very good at doing is creating religious lore and then connecting it to historical lore, so insinuating that the gods and that the prophets were actual people who exist and did things that... And they were... They were... It it was all a real part of history. I'm gonna crack this open. The maker created (laughs) the... The maker created the fade. Um. Soulless. Fucking separated reality from the fade, therefore creating the fade as we know it. Soulless is the maker. I win. You all lose. Uh, Next question. Uh, no, that's definitely not the case. Did Solus marry Andraste? I don't think that happened ever. You don't no, know that. Andraste is the bride of the maker. And because Andraste claims to have spoken to the maker, and the makers also claimed to have created Andraste's the Golden City, Joan of Arc. which corrupted their first two winters, which we know actually happened, I suspect that the maker is actually some sort of very high-level spirit that either created the Fade or has some large dominion over it, which the spirits often do. They, like, have dominion over certain parts of it. But we're going to keep going. The maker's real. (laughs) The maker is real in a sense, just as all the other religious figures are real in Dragon Age. Okay. Oh, wow, Olivia has so many questions. Olivia has three questions. Number one is, what's the hardest, most soul-crossing choice you had to make in each game? I'm cool. sorry, Roddy, you can't answer any of these questions. Is, I was hoping is, they'd I mean, be more is, about Dragon Age Redemption. This whole episode was not for me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> disappointed that these questions are not for me Ronnie's either. just the sounding board against which Do you which want we Ronnie were... to read the questions? That way he's involved? That, that I might can not, do that. That might not be a bad I idea. Could, you should go... Uh, go yeah, to, Andy's pa- yeah, Andy's page. And uh, okay. we're on Olivia's first question. Okay, so let me uh, let me let me double back on that so that it, we can get my can good good audio. Uh, Olivia's first. Po- <laughs> Olivia's got lots of questions. Um, what's the hardest, most soul crushing choice you had to make in each game? Um, I can't participate here, but what do what do y'all <laughs> think? Um, I've only played half of Dragon Age Two. And I've played all of Inquisition, but I've never played Origins. Um, so I'm... Ooh, boy. 
See, this wasn't soul-crushing because I made the right choice, unlike some people. But I chose not to kill the Chargers. And if I had, if it would have been If you kill the Chargers, you're a motherfucker. Yeah, you're a bad person if you kill the Chargers. Kim! Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to answer this question when it gets to me. Um, I haven't had to make any hard choices in, in two so far. I made all the right choices. I'm a good person, and I made good choices. Go ahead, Kim. Well, I'll go next, because okay. Kim's a bad person. Okay. Uh, in Origins, I accidentally killed Wind. It was not my fault. I didn't mean to do it, but I did it, and I stand by it. Okay. Uh, she's your healer, if you haven't played it, and she's a nice old lady, and I murdered her. In Dragon Age 2 so far... I haven't done anything wrong because I'm a good, I'm a good, I'm a good person. Killing that tranquil mage was the right choice. Yeah, that was probably the toughest choice, but I did it. In Dragon Age Inquisition, the hardest choice I made, because I didn't make any bad choices because I saved the chargers. Uh, The hardest choice I made was whether to keep the Inquisition or to disband it. And I chose to keep it, but to downsize it into a peacekeeping force. And I think that was the right decision, because when the bad egg comes back, I gotta scramble him. <laughs> and having having at least a little bit of an Inquisition is better than having... Ronnie does not understand this. Uh, a no Inquisition or a large Inquisition. The bad egg's gonna come back, Ronnie. The bad egg. And I'm gonna pass it over to my friend Kim... Who killed the Chargers? <laughs> hey Kim, I, what was the bad decision you made? Was it killing I, the Chargers? Okay, okay. I'm gonna preface my answer to this question by saying that I have played these games multiple times, but the first time I played the games, the first time I play almost any RPG, I tend to be a more renegade character, and I choose whatever options I think that people tend to choose less, and whatever I think will be the most interesting. Like, so I usually play characters who are very morally ambiguous. So, for in Origins... Quote, unquote, ambiguous. Ambiguous. In Origins... Evil! My hardest decision was definitely when I had to kill Alistair. Because Fuck. he was my character's best friend, but he stood in the way between my character and the throne. <laughs> so, I had to kill Kim's my... I had to kill my best friend in order to become king. That's just... Jesus Christ! That's just how it works. You killed Alistair? Yes. Fuck! So, in Dragon Age 2... I was upset that I smothered the old lady with a pillow. And you're over there murdering the rightful heir to the throne. <laughs> Anyway, continue. <laughs> yes, continuing. In Dragon Age 2, it would probably be killing Anders. <laughs> it was. It would either be that or handing Isabella over to the Canary. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I have done some bad shit in these games. Kim's a sociopath. Okay. We love Kim, though. So, yeah, we love you. Person, and even if in video games, they're naughty. Yes, in Inquisition, I would have to say it would probably be killing the Chargers, because at the time, I thought it would be more valuable to secure an alliance with the Kunari for the sake of the entire country. More, the, like, the whole world, because the whole world is at stake. But yeah, the Canari are kind of at war with everybody. But still, in the end, I ended up regretting it because I really liked Krem as a character, 
and and all these things. And it didn't turn out that well. With yeah, the yeah, it did like, turn out. And Bull. I had to kill Iron Bull in the end. I end up killing a lot of my friends in these games, and I always feel really bad. And I end up having to play again and not kill my friends and make sure everyone's happy. And just so people like Andy and Evan leave me alone for making all these horrible decisions. Robbie, what's the next question? Yeah, let's now move on from all this murder. Kim's darkest secrets. Yeah, we might have to lightning around this at some point, but... Uh, no, go two, through all of them. Number two uh, of Olivia's questions is, is your favorite pickup line from the series? Doesn't actually have to be a real pickup line, just something a character said that could be taken that way. So I love how the Iron Bull flirts with Cassandra, and at one point Cassandra's like, whoa, hey, this isn't going to happen. And the Iron Bull apologizes and is like, hey, I didn't mean any disrespect by it. I'm really sorry if I offended you. And she's like, hey, I didn't tell you to stop. I just wanted to make sure I didn't lead you on. You're allowed to flirt with me, though, because I like I enjoy flirting. And the Iron Bull's like, fuck yeah, let's flirt. But I understand where the line is, and I won't cross it. And then when she becomes... Respect women! When she becomes divine, the Iron Bull is like, hey, I guess I can't, like, hit on you anymore. And, like, that's a bummer. And she's like, fuck no, we're still allowed to flirt. Because I'm divine, and I'm the Pope now. And Cassandra I, becomes the Pope if you make the right decisions, Ronnie. I, I know you like Cassandra. I just love right all... Right in quotations. I love all of their, all of their banter. It's good flirting. Um, I like how Varric's always making bets with people. He's like mm-hmm. low key flirting with everybody all the time. Like it's low key flirting though. It's just like that flirting where you feel like you're 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 real familiar with somebody and you can like tell them shit and stuff. Varric's like okay, if he were a bad person, like we'd all be doomed. Luckily, Varric's a good person. And doesn't have like bad ulterior motives. But Varric has this way of just talking to people where he just like just makes you feel like your best friends and like he he really cares about everything you have to say. It's it's very it's it's real delightful. I love Varric's I wouldn't say he's my favorite character, but he's a great character. He's very and his, good. All his lines are really good. That's similar to my answer. My favorite flirtatious line would be any dialogue that Dorian says ever. It's all flirtatious and I love it. Yep. Dorian's Dorian is my favorite character. And I mm-hmm. still picked Varric's lines, but I love Dorian's lines also. Dorian Dorian also <laughs> like lines flirts. Are, are more flirtatious. Uh Dorian's lines are more overtly flirtatious. Yes, this is true. But uh like Varric's, like mm-hmm. they get to you because it doesn't feel like he's flirting with you. It just feels like he's a real good friend of yours mm. and like don't you know, you just want to tell him everything <laughs> about your life. What's the third <laughs> question, Ronnie? Third question from Olivia. What was your greatest learning moment from the games where you grew personally or gained a new perspective because of something from the games? Wow, that's deep. Oh, fuck me. Uh, If you have an opportunity to fuck a mage with a mustache, fuck him. It's fair. Me? Me next? Uh... If you ever consider, like, killing any of your friends for power or political gain, you know, in the end, you, you really end up regretting it. You end up missing them, and you shouldn't do it. Uh, so I relate to Iron Bull, 
I'm sorry, I relate to the Iron Bull a lot, uh, <laughs> and his journey with his uh, relationship to faith, and himself and his friends. And at the end of the day, if you are, are torn between choosing uh, a systematic rule set, which is what religion is, or choosing relationships, always choose relationships. Relationships are more important than an intangible uh, sense of spirituality or faith or uh, rules at the end of the day. Relationships are more important than religion. That was deep, babe. Mm-hmm. Another thing I learned is that blood magic is cool. No, it's <laughs> bad. Blood no, magic is uh, bad. The lesson is blood magic is bad. What's, what's the next question? Blood Ron? magic is next bad question. unless it can smash the patriarchy. Yeah, smash the okay. patriarchy Ronnie with blood is magic. Board. If you smash the patriarchy with blood magic, I'm not against you. But blood magic is still not great. All right, next it's question. Bad. Next question. Yeah. Andy, you're giving butts and stuff like that, but my it is very my my love of blood magic is very fluid. If you are smashing <laughs> the patriarchy, I am one hundred percent on board. The next question is from our friend Evan, not our friend Evan, but our friend Evan. Evan, fake Evan, Evan with an A in the middle of it. Um, why was the dwarven dungeon so long? I want to replay Origins, but man, it's so long. I didn't fucking make these games. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> dwarves, dwarves have no chill. Next. They keep digging. They're little crazy so, motherfuckers. There are mods for this for this asker. There are mods for Dragon Age Origins that let you skip certain parts of the game, like the fade and stuff, which are too long for some players. So if you ever want to replay it and skip those parts... You should look for mods that allow you to do that. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Next question. I'm imagining, I'm imagining that this dungeon is just like one long hallway where there's nothing to do, but you have to traverse this entire long, long hallway in order it's to get a, through the game. It's a very... It's like a labyrinth of underground tunnels, and to their credit, they do do their best to try to make it as diverse and interesting as possible. At the end of the day, you're just traversing miles and miles of underground tunnels, and you're not really entirely sure Dwarves why. have no chill. That's next funny. question. <laughs> the next question is from Gabby. Uh, they ask, Solus, egghead or tragic sexy egghead? <laughs> Solus was my Inquisitor's mentor. I did not romance Solus, even though we had a strong emotional bond. Uh, but Andy thinks they're fucking hot and that they didn't do anything wrong. Um, Solus has some valid points. Is one. I did not romance him either. In fact, my character kind of hated him. We had a lot of differing opinions about, like, Dalish culture and, like, the the value of, like, extant Dalish culture, even though it's different from traditional Dalish culture, and Solus was like, no, fuck the Dalish, they don't know what they're talking about. But... Um, no, he's got some compelling motives, for sure. Certainly tragic, moderately sexy. Yeah, moderately like, sexy. Like, he's got Jake, a real- like Jake Peralta once said in a famous gif, cool motives, still murder. <laughs> <laughs> he is moderately sexy, though. He's got a real sexy voice. He does. Gareth, oh. da- Gareth David Lloyd does a real good job. Next question. Next question is is also from Gabby. 
if you could live in one country slash city in the Dragon Age world, which would it be and why? I'm going to give a bad answer. Uh, all the sexiest people are in Tevinter. Oh, you picked Tevinter too. Well, well, hold on. Tevinter's a pretty bad place. Tevinter's a bad place. I'd live in Kirkwall. I would be fucking rich in Kirkwall. I would own Kirkwall. I'm a, I'm a lovable scamp. And lovable scamps do great in Kirkwall. You, you actually would do well in Kirkwall. I would do so good in Kirkwall. All of the roving band of murderers, though, would be a problem. Yeah. But I would talk to them, and they would love me. Kim, what's your answer? Actually, my answer is surprisingly <laughs> similar to Andy's. I was going to say the Free Marches, because they're a series of unified, independent states. And I appreciate that in any medieval fantasy setting. You're very <laughs> articulate when you're drunk, Kim. <laughs> Um, uh, I I fucking live in Tevinter. Tevinter's bad. They have slavery still. It's They've a got bad um, place. a mage um meritocracy where the mages are in charge. It's a very bad system of government. But the weather's real nice. It's very warm. It's like the Mediterranean. They got great architecture. It's beautiful there. Um, and everyone dresses so great. All of the fashion is so great. And like. Uh, everyone's just, like, snarky and fun, you know? Like, everyone's a bad person, and, like, they they definitely murder each other for political reasons and stuff, but, like, wow, what a fun place to be. Everyone's just what so... What I'm hearing is that, given the opportunity, Evan would choose white privilege even in a fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this is, like, fantasy me this is not like real life sure. you know like this, sure. this is a fictionalized version of you know if insert oc here <laughs> yeah insert oc here um but yeah like look i 100 believe in dorian's like cause like dorian loves tevinter and is very patriotic about tevinter but is also like tevinter is the most fucked up place in thetis it's so fucked up we got to change everything about the political system. We got to change everything about society in Tevinter. But I love it, and it's my homeland, and only I can talk shit about Tevinter. Nobody else can talk shit about Tevinter. Only me. So, like, I have a very similar set of opinions about Tevinter. Can I can I preface my answer by? I don't know if preface is the right word. Can I follow up my answer by saying that my favorite country is actually though. Um, the Anderfels, because we never see it in any of the games, and all we know about it in description is that it's a really hard place to live and really fucked up and desolate, and that's all we know about it, which makes it cool. Also, to qualify my answer, um, I would argue that Orlay is worse than oh, yeah. Tevinter. I don't have any qualifiers for my answer. My answer was right. We should move on. <laughs> okay, uh, Next. next question. The next is the third and final question from Gabby. In your first playthrough of Dragon Age 4, do you plan to play a warrior, rogue, or a mage? Mm. I think I I have a strong sense that is going to take place into Vinter. Yeah, it's definitely going to be into Vinter. So I'm going to pick a mage. In Inquisition, I picked uh, an elf rogue. And in... Um, in two, I picked a human mage. And because I was hoping that would get rid of Carver, it did not. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Uh, I've started a second playthrough as a human warrior, so I'll have balanced it out uh, with a human warrior, um, a uh, an elf rogue, and then I'm hoping they'll still let you play as a Kanari into Vinter. I want to play a Kanari mage into Vinter. What a wild ride that will be. Mm-hmm. People are gonna fucking hate you. Oh yeah, no, it'll be it'll be nuts. Like okay, I went warrior, mage, rogue, and so for four, uh, if I stuck to my pattern, I would go back to warrior. But if it's into Vinter, I'm gonna go mage just because I think that would be the most interesting. But I think it depends a little bit on the story. I picked each of my classes based heavily on the the plot that I want to play as. You're up, Kim. For me, it depends all on the game mechanics. If they bring back the more complex, nuanced magic system from Origins, then I'd probably be a mage. Um, in Inquisition, playing an archer is a lot of fun, so I'd probably just see whatever, mechanically speaking, was the most intuitive and fun in the game. Game design. Yeah, great answers. All across <laughs> the board. What's next, Ronnie? Sure, sure. Next is a question from Tora. How would you handle the problem of mages getting possessed all the ding-dang time, if not with the circle and Templars? Fuck me, I couldn't answer this. I couldn't answer this sober, let alone drunk. Wow, that's a rough question. I would drink a lot and then throw up some. I can answer this question. (laughs) Mage-led circles. Look, I... Mage yeah. Lit circles okay. Yeah. Is the Self best answer. Self-regulating circles. That's the thing. Templar that's... circles are fucked up and awful. But if the mages govern themselves, uh, it'll be not as shitty. And Hopefully. I'm gonna put my head back down because I'm real dizzy. You guys got this. What's your answer, Kim? I'm curious. I'd let them get possessed. Over the course of the games, we have multiple instances of quote unquote like abominations. People who are connected to spirits who, for the most part, act rationally <laughs> throughout the entire but game. But there's real bad ones! Yeah, there's, but they're real bad people, too. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong about having someone who's joined with a spirit and the whole, like, label of them being abominations and inherently evil just because they've connected to something that isn't, like, human, I think it's kind of wrong. That's fascinating. It's immoral. I would let it happen if it happened. Kim, that's um, a fucking wild answer. So realistically, if it's, though... If it's, like, possession, if they don't want it to happen, then certainly that's bad, but... Um... Uh, wow, that's rough. Uh, so... I do think harrowing is important. You gotta, like, you gotta go through that to see if you can, like, deal with your shit. Um... But, like, even into Vinter, where they cream their pants over magic, like, they they don't have circles there, but, like, they don't just let people get possessed because, like, they're, they're like, a danger to society. Potentially. So, like, I don't, I don't know. That's a tough question. This is a, this is, that's what's cool about Dragon Age. There's these very complex questions about, like, the morality of shit. Like, and it's hard to answer when you're drunk. It, it that's a very hard question to answer. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I would. Th- my solution to this is I would not be fucking in charge of the mages and how they're handled. That's my solution. The, I would. I would mind my own goddamn business. The mage college seemed like a good alternative, but 
I done fucked up that in my Inquisition playthrough by accident. Oops. Next, Next question. question. <laughs> my my, I have no input on any of these, but my solution for anyone wondering is just copy paste what Kim says. Thank you, Lonnie. Yeah, just let them get possessed. Yes. That'll be fine. I make Send the most convincing argument. <laughs> I don't. Like, let I don't straight know Dumbledore that, like, deal with him because he's not gay in the books or movies. If you don't put it in the books, I'm, he's not gay. Cowards. I'm certain. I'm certainly like interested in this world, but I'm interested in it from the standpoint of like I want Kim to teach like a college level course on this, and I'll take that <laughs> yeah. course. That's why we brought Kim to for actually this playing this game. Uh, all right. um, next question. Next next question we have is from Dave. It's a tangential question to the is the maker real question. Was Andraste actually his prophet or fell into the role just like the Inquisitor did? Fuck if I know, Dave. Great question, though. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Andraste like chose that life, but I do think that she uh, was genuinely connected to something larger than herself. For she's, sure. She's Joan of Arc, right? I mean, there's no, like, okay, the yeah. great thing about Dragon Age is that there isn't anything that is directly analogous to real life, because that's lazy. Um, it is heavily implied in Origins that Andrasse was a mage that had a connection with a spirit who she believed, or others believed, to be the maker. But, I mean, you know. Andraste was an elven mage. Fuck the Chantry. Uh. <laughs> I haven't dabbed there, if you couldn't tell. I didn't dab. I did a table flip motion. That's a different... <laughs> All right, next question. Next question is one from Elliot. Uh, minus Varric, what do you believe happened to the rest of the Hawks crew? Slash, could they be... What could they be up to in the current Dragon Age? So I uh, I really want Fenris to come back for Dragon Age 4 if it's into Venture. And I would love if he was with Maveris and Dorian trying to change things. Like if he had fallen in with Dorian and Maveris and their like rebellious magister crew. Was it? Was trying to fix shit. Wasn't his, like, post-credits thing that he was off, like, hunting slavers? Yeah. Well, I haven't finished Dragon Age 2 yet, so I don't know okay. what his post-credit thing is yet. The whereabouts but... of the Dragon Age 2 companions are mentioned in conversation with Varric in Inquisition. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he, he does talk about, you can ask him about each character individually, like, what they're currently up to and what they're doing during the time frame of Inquisition. My, my chick my pick to come back is uh, is Fenris, though. I think he'd be a really interesting choice for Dragon Age. I do think that's the most uh, con like the most likely and the most convincing character to make a comeback, uh, considering that we have some pretty strong hints that the next game is taking place in Deventer. Uh, but also, like Varric has been in every Dragon Age game. Right? He's not in well, Origins. He at wasn't all. in Origins. No. Okay. Well, he's been in. He was in, uh, two and Inquisition, and he featured pretty prominently in both of them. So it would be kind of a surprise if at this point he didn't turn up at all in Dragon Age Four. Um, but yeah, the all the all the Vince 
makes sense. All the people from Tevinter, probably. Prim, Dorian, Maveris, Fenris. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if uh, anyone else makes sense from two. Uh, I wouldn't be upset if Isabella came back, though, because I like pirates. You know what I would love? I would love it if um, we saw Anders or Justice again, depending on the choices you make in Dragon Age 2. Cool. Next yeah. question. Next question is from the Q Magus. Okay. Um, what was the... Uh, let me start over. Was the Anders or Anders incident necessary? Mages and Templars were fracturing, but would they have stayed locked in a stalemate without the explosion? Anders did nothing wrong. Fuck the Chantry. It's mentioned in some of the books and also later in Inquisition that the rebellion happened simultaneously all throughout Thetis, and that what happened at the Chantry in Kirkwall was just like a small spark and catalyst alongside the discovery that the tranquility could be cured. So I think that it, it was It would sort have of happened anyway, yeah. basically. My, like it just accelerated it because of that yeah. like, terrorist thing. My answer is that I'm not gay, as in I relate to the plight of the mages, but I'm queer, <laughs> as in Anders did nothing wrong. And I stand by that shit. That's what you call an analogy. That's what you call a meme. It is a meme, I was yes. Next question. I, I was following up until that point, and I I totally <laughs> lost it through all of that. So uh, so um, it's a popular it's a popular tweet that uh, went. Uh, I'm not gay, as in I relate to the X Men, but I'm queer, as in Magneto uh, did nothing wrong. Gotcha. And I, I just made it about Dragon. Gotcha, um, Ronnie. For your reference. Uh, he blew Anders, up a church. Anders blew up a chantry. The chantry uh, is like in charge of the mages because the, the mages, uh, like whether they're actually at risk of possession or not, are considered very dangerous and like are kept in uh, circles to like control them. And the chantry runs the circles. And so Anders blew up a chantry for mage rights. And then that like started a whole, like, political revolution, and many, many things happened. Sure. Next question. Next question is not so much a question as it is a statement, and one that I connect with very fully is uh, our good friend Micah uh, said, no clue what any of this means, but I'm so (laughs) curious to find out. Looking forward to this, and I I relate on a very <laughs> spiritual level. Hey, friend of the Micah. show, friend of the show, Micah, you're great. We love you. Friend of the show, friend of mine. Apparently, I feel like very lonely in this conversation, and it's good to have some friends out there. Look, I hope even if uh, you're not into Dragon Age and you don't understand some parts of this particular episode, maybe you'll get interested in Dragon Age and maybe you'll want to play it now because it's such a good series. I'm not even into, like, video games in general, but, um, like, my whole heart and soul belongs to Dragon Age. It's such a good setting. It's such a good, good complex world. It's got such strong world building. And, uh, some of these, some of the periphery aside, like, if we ignore that terrible graphic novel that Orson Scott Card wrote, um, ugh. Ugh, ugh. 
it's just, it's a terrible graphic novel also. It's not even just like, ugh, Orson Scott Card. It is fucking incomprehensible, this graphic novel is. Uh, but anyway, Dragon Age has really, really uh, deep, sophisticated storylines. They've got very, they've got a lot to say about society and culture without anything being like a direct allegory or too like preachy or too, uh, uh, you know, one-sided. It's, it's a really deep, rich world. I'm real into it. Yeah. I'm not huge on video games, but I love Dragon Age and it's good shit. Mm. I love video games and I love Dragon Age. So. I will be uh, signing up for Dragon Age 101 at, <laughs> The college-level course Kim, that Kim is teaching. Insert Kim's University uh, right here. So uh, catch me in that class. I will be uh, doing very poorly on the final, I'm sure. <laughs> Just play the game. You'll get so immersed. I, th- I think that if, and, and maybe I'm exaggerating, but I don't think I am. I think that if Dragon Age 4 sells a single copy, it's because of us and this episode of Ending Pending. <laughs> It's so, because of this bonus I episode. Checked, I checked the Discord on Lunar Light, and we didn't get any questions on Discord because no one yeah, on Discord I already loves checked us. That. Yeah, Ooh, weenies. I'm just kidding. But we got some great questions on Facebook. Thanks everyone for participating. We loved answering your questions. Yeah, also, we love we love Lunar Light, even though they didn't give us any questions. Even though the Discord was, they're our podcast family, and we, we love them that. very much, and they care about I us. I really have to go to the bathroom again. You guys got this. All right, we got this. What do we got? We got this. Do we got this to, like, close this out? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to close this out. I will, in fact, wait for you, Andy, because we're going to close out the podcast. We got it. We got it. Can I say anything? You can say anything you want. How are you, Ronnie? I'm very tired and very confused. It's kind of like... it's kind of like I got a concussion two hours ago, and I'm just kind of like living out a fever dream right now. Um, but I, it was a, it's a very enjoyable fever dream. Well, that's good, at least. Yeah. What sort of games do you like, Ronnie? Um, I like goofy ones. Like I like like some like 3D plat. Like right now, I'm playing Ukulele, which was like the spiritual successor to Banjo Kazooie. On the N64 back in the day. So I'm like big on collectibles. I'm big on like goofy stuff. I I am interest I am interested in Dragon Age only because not because not only because, but I know that it is um kind of like a continuation based thing. Like some stuff carries over between games to game, is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, like can your, you can load your previous games uh <sighs> into the new ones and it will affect the state of your world in the new ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was into that when I like knew that mass effect did it. Mm -hmm. And when I was, when someone said, Oh, it's the same as mass effect in dragon age. I was like, Oh, I'm into a, I'm far more into fantasy worlds and sci-fi worlds. Also I'm kingdom hearts. Kingdom hearts three is coming out next month. And I am, that is that is going to be my life for a little bit. I love I love that game more than anything. You're going to love Dragon Age, Ronnie. Do you like Link games? Do I like Link games? Yeah, like, you know the Link games? Zelda? Like Zelda? Yeah, Zelda. <laughs> yes. Why do you call them Link 
Because Link is the main character. Yes, yes, I, I, I like, I like those. I have not played Breath of the Wild yet because um, I do not possess a Switch. I don't but possess I do a Switch li- either. I was going to recommend it though because I've played it on my friend's <laughs> Switch, and it's one of those like. Andy, why are you hitting Kim? An open world collection. Andy's games. hobby is hitting Kim. It's the worst. It causes so much turmoil. Kim hits me back. All right, let's sign off. Let's close out this podcast. Podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you for leaving us reviews on iTunes. This is why you have this thing that you're listening to. You I earned not- this. We're so sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. You got an education here today. I don't even know how I'm going to cut this up. I don't know how this is going to hit your feed. That's but on you, Ronnie. If you're hearing it at this point, you you know how I've done it. I'm um, so sorry I got so drunk. And he got too drunk. He got so drunk. And he got too drunk and ruined the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kim, for stopping by the pod and, uh, and, and giving... Giving... Andy and Evan, you know, they, they flab their gabs. They talk a big game about how much they they know and love Dragon Age. But it was good to have a real true uh, expert. A real true wizard, as Evan said. Can you believe, Dragon can you believe this? Can you Dragon believe Age this? scholar. The truth of he it said is, wizard. I only do the drunk podcast. Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, how drunk is everyone? I don't know. Like a, like a 5? Yeah, I'm coming down. You don't understand how drunk I was during Drunk Smallville. I was so, so bad, and I have to do things tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like uh, an eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andy. Um, yeah. Andy went too hard. I was going to say I'm six, like a th- but I'm probably more of a five. I'm like a, I'm like a three. I'm on the, I was, I was, I hit a peak and I'm definitely on the downslope of the peak. I just want to get cozy. Y'all That's are, how I feel. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. Or I'm bed. the only one that represented here today. All right, this has been drunken age. This is drunken this has age. Been drunken age. Retraction. Drunken age. <laughs> Thank too you so drunk, much to Kim. Too furious. If you're a cop, you have to tell us. Thank you so much to Kim. Thank you so much to our our Andy's friends on Facebook for asking us questions. Thank you so much to Felicia Day for creating this this piece of art as we have deemed it to be. Fuck Bioware, but also thank you so much for creating Dragon Age. It's so important important to me. Thank you, Bioware. I love you. You've created some of my favorite games that I've ever played. Please continue to make more. But you shouldn't have made this web series, Bioware. No, like, you know, you know, you did a bad. You know, you did a bad. You're you're good. Thank- other than that, you've done a lot of good things, but you shouldn't have made this web series. Thank you to Rum, um, for, and, for what and whiskey. Thank and you whiskey. for Dogfish Head sixty minute IPA. Are they sponsoring us? No. <laughs> Thank you to Brooklyn Breweries, the Stonewall Inn IPA. It's made in Delaware. It's made very close to us. It's a it's a smallish brewery. So I want to thank Jesus Christ personally because without (laughs) him, I wouldn't have scored this touchdown, (laughs) and the other team would have scored the touchdown. And even though they were also praying to Jesus Christ, that would have been bad for me because I was praying to Jesus Christ. (laughs) And I want to thank. Not Disney. only Jesus, but also God. I want to thank Disney World and my mother. 
Your mother doesn't deserve thanks. But anyway, let's... Well, maybe you could thank your podcast, Mother. Thank you to Lunar Light Studio for for being our podcast host. Yeah. For being a, the, the mother of our podcast family. Uh, check out uh, lots of great shows, Storyboard, uh, Good Boys, Girls, uh, Cryptid Keeper, all over on LunarLightStudio.com. Um, Watch it And that's... That's 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 the game. That's the whole ball game. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. We were here for three hours, ladies and gentlemen. That's Good so night. Funny. Don't too. This is too long. This is way too long. Just fix it in post, Ronnie. I guess that's Jim. That was so accusatory. <laughs> I loved it. All right, we're going to bed. Good night, and don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Fuck Firefly. <laughs> Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.